Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. I'm Pam and I'm a compulsive eater. Hi, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hey. Hi, Pam. And um, <laughs> I'm very worried about this share. <laughs> so just let you know that ahead of time. Um, when I first came into program, I had I I was at the um, 8:30 Saturday meeting, and um, that was a big meeting. And um, I, I I remember seeing a woman share, um, and she got up and said, "I'm I'm really nervous." Uh, you know, these are the reasons why I'm nervous. And I thought, oh, my God, why is she sharing that with everybody? I was so uncomfortable that she was being that vulnerable. And now I've learned that vulnerability is what gets me through. You know, showing my vulnerability is actually um, empowering um, because I'm talking about what's really happening with me in that moment and not pretending. So um, I, I think back on that a lot. and grateful that she did that and um, that I learned from it. So um, I came into program in August of 1991. So this year it will be 30 years um, in August, um, God willing. And um, what I'm struggling with today is trying to figure out how to put 31 years of program into 15 minutes. So I'm going to do my best. Um, Just for background, um, because I think it's important to know sort of the emotional uh, connections with my eating. Um, I had a lot of things happen to me very young that probably predisposed me. Um, Overeating is fairly common in my family also, diabetes. Um, And um, uh, I was born to, I was born out of wedlock to my mom who had been in a relationship with my dad who's white, my mom's black. Um, and my, and my dad wanted to have me aborted. My mom didn't want that. So she went back to live with my grandparents. And then for the next, I don't know, seven years, there was a back and forth of my mom between California and Mexico. I mean, well, we were also in Mexico and Detroit to, um, try to create a family with my dad. And that didn't work out. So before I was even two years old, my mom had left. And I did, I'm sure I didn't know why, and I'm sure nobody tried to explain that to me. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of things that, that happened. A lot of um, disorientation. Um, I lived, um, I asked one time when I was, I think I was working on my fourth step, and I asked my mom, how many places did we live? And she listed 18 and 18 years. So um, it was very difficult for me to make relationships, keep relationships, and so I, and I was pretty isolated throughout that time. And then when I was seven, I was um, sexually molested by a friend of the family while he was babysitting me. My mom went out to the movies with, with his wife. And um, there was no, I don't know, back then they didn't really uh, think about, oh, this kid might need help or therapy or whatever. It was just something just kind of brushed under the rug um, and um, didn't really get any help with that. Uh, and I started eating. That's that's when my eating began. Um, I would come home, and I was also a latchkey kid. So, and I had been used to living with my grandparents till I was five. So that didn't. Um, I wasn't used to that, and so I was pretty isolated. 
so I, I would stop at the um, that the mom and pop store is still there. Uh, it's on Shattuck uh, and 58th, 57th Street or something like that, uh, where we lived in Oakland. Um, and I would get Hostess cherry pie and come home and eat that and read. Um, I remember at one point being really shocked that um, that there was no more food on my plate because I was so out of it that I had eaten and didn't realize it. I, I actually looked around to see who took my food. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was a way for me to dissociate. And um, anyway, um, a lot of stuff has happened and I'm not going to go over all of that because there's so much of it. But um, I, I came into program in 91. Um, I had just finished separating from my daughter's dad. It was a very traumatic breakup. Um, and I lost a lot of weight and then I gained a lot of weight. And when I finally saw a picture of someone had taken of me, I went, oh my God. So I'd heard about OA through um, a nutrition teacher at Laney College and um, they had a meeting at the hospital where I worked, which was Herrick Hospital. And I started going to that meeting on Sundays. Um, and it was wonderful. And I got so much support. I reached my goal weight within a year. I did it very slowly. That was great. And then I couldn't stop. Uh, I just kept losing weight, you know, because to me, I wasn't thin until my body was perfect. Um, and of course, my body was never perfect. Um, and so someone had to tell me, you know, you're too thin. And um, I was really upset by that thing. Um, realized that she was right, and I started working on that. So one big issue for me has always been judging myself as being good or bad according to you know which boxes I could tick off, and that really impacted my eating. Um, I was feeling pretty good after the year of my first year of program, and then I went to a meeting and I realized I shared at that meeting it's like, oh no, I think I'm trying to be a good girl with my food and that's not gonna work. I'm, it's gonna fall apart sooner or later because there could be one thing that's wrong and it'll all go to hell. And, um, you know, so I, I have struggled with slips over or over that time, but never, never full-blown relapse. And then, um, just wanna say how much help OA and 12-step has been for me. It got me through a terrible breakup. It got me through a PhD. It took me 14 years, but I did it um, with a lot of support. Um, it got me through my second husband's um, horrible head injury and the divorce from that. So there's been a lot of loss. And um, I got to a place where I, I think I was feeling like something was missing in my program. Um, and I kept searching to try to figure out what to do and... I just wasn't finding it. I finally got into Diamond Heart, which really helped me a lot. Um, one of the things that I have trouble with in program is that there's not a lot of talk about being in your body. And since I dissociate, being in my body is really, really important. Um, but it's also hard to be in my body because stuff comes up. So um, at this point, I, I, I'm getting trauma therapy. That's really helpful. Diamond Heart, which is really embodied spiritual practices, super helpful. Um, but I, I struggled. I went into relapse when um, I had a series of major losses. I had a cat who I loved dearly that suddenly people at the 7 a.m. program will remember me talking about this and crying. Um, 
he suddenly had a, um, a problem that couldn't be fixed and I had to put him down and I held him while they put him down. He tried to get away and I was just, I can still get upset about that. But I think it was just this trigger of all the losses and all the difficult things to just come to the surface. And I think that that good girl thing that I thought if I was really good, no really bad things would happen to me. I know that's childish, but I think I believed that on some level and I just went, fuck it. And I just started eating. It was like, I'm going to do whatever makes me feel better. I cried and I ate and I cried and I ate. I hadn't cried probably since I was a little kid. So a lot of stuff was coming up. Um, after the cat, my dad had cancer and died and I was traveling back and forth for months to Santa Barbara to see him uh, while that was going on. And then, um, then I put my dog down. And then my ex-boyfriend <laughs> died suddenly after like two months of was diagnosed, I think it was in, uh, I don't know, it was, two, it was less than two months from diagnosis to death. And um, I just, I really had a hard time. Um, I tried to work the program and I just didn't seem to be able to do it. Um, um, it was a diff very difficult time. So I ended up going to, out of desperation, I ended up going to an eating disorders clinic at Kaiser. Um, which I found out later was a bad decision. Um, they didn't want me to, while I was in that program, they didn't want me to have to participate in any other eating disorder program, anything related. So I was told not to go to OA meetings, not, you know, not to practice program. And um, the whole time I was thinking, this is not a good idea. This is, and they were saying, you need to eat six times a day. I was like, I don't need to eat six times. I'm not hungry six times a day. So I finally realized way too late that that program really was for bulimics and anorexics and they didn't have a clue about compulsive eaters. Um, I gained 50 pounds in very, very short period of time, maybe six months. Um, and I'm still working to, to get back down from there. Um, so grace happened um, when a former sponsor um, that I, hadn't talked to in years, called me up to ask, he made a program call to me and asked me, you know, about a situation that was going on with her son. She said, I think, you know, you'll be a good person to listen to this. Um, and then I said, and she said, what's going on with you? And I told her and she said, well, I'd be happy to sponsor you. <laughs> and so I was, thank you. Thank you. And so um, that's been about a year. Um, I, don't have perfect um, abstinence for sure. I'm still trying to figure out what works for me um, with my sponsor. Um, yeah, I, you know, th this thing called orthorexia where, you know, you're obsessed about food and having it perfect is definitely a thing that I do. I can also under eat, I can also not eat. Um, and that, you know, still working on what's going on with that. So I'm, I'm starting to work the steps again. I'm definitely on step one. Um, and since I started back regularly, I would say that I have, well, I have lost um, over 20 pounds, but now um, it's 10 pounds because I just recently gained some weight. But um, being in, in the meetings again, making program calls, makes such a huge difference to me. I noticed that I'm most likely to eat compulsively at night um, after my dinner. 
And um, I found that if I've talked to one, two or three people in the day, if I've had real human contact and said what's really going on with me and listened to somebody else who provided service, I don't feel like eating at night. So I'm realizing that some of what's happening for me is that I've been learning to get connection through food, quote unquote connection, um, and that when I have real connection with other human beings, especially people in program who understand, uh, my desire to eat is much, much less. And so I've had to admit, oh yeah, you know what? I'm a lonely person. I've been lonely since I was like seven. Um, and um, it helps to recognize that. I, I think I'm much more forgiving of myself now and of other people than I used to be. Um, going through relapse um, definitely has brought me some humility. Humility is not my strength. I, I'm working on it. My sponsor told me the other day, she said, well, you know, uh, you're much less certain than you used to be. <laughs> She's known me over quite a long period of time. And she said, I was kind of afraid to tell you anything um, because you're so sure of yourself. And it, that's totally a defense and a front. Because um, when I acknowledge that I don't know everything and that I'm not in control, I'm afraid that I'll spiral down, you know, um, I have PTSD, I have an anxiety disorder, I have ADHD, all of that's being treated. Um, and um, the idea of letting go and trusting uh, has not come easily. I now definitely have more trust and that I, I put right at the foot of Diamond Heart because I really work on that. Um, and so I'm practicing right now being present, turning it over, um, and turning it over in everything. Like, okay, I'm awake now. How am I doing in my body? What's the next thing? And like listening and letting myself be guided. So I'm a novice at that. Um, it feels really good when I'm able to really let myself go into that. And, um, you know, I'm just going to keep coming back. So, um, yeah, I, I, um, I'm grateful. I think maybe it was important for me to go through that because I think on some level, I just was never going to let go of my defenses. I had to kind of be beaten. Um, and I, I'm not saying that to beat myself up. It's just how it's been. And I also want to say, I really felt like all my life that until I got to program, that I was the only person who had suffered the way I had. <laughs> and um, listening to all the stories of like, whoa, okay, this is life. You know, um, everybody gets to experience life and hopefully we all get support and um, can come to loving ourselves as we love others. So that's it for me. Thank you.